0: maddie did you know that we have a rural route that brings people all the way from ajo
1: to desert sky transit center and it takes three and a half hours okay well i myself have never been on that route i did know we had it because it's like the fact of valley metro trivia that we share with everyone because it sounds so unbelievable but did you know Valley Metro currently has three rail projects under construction, and one of them includes our first ever light rail only bridge over a freeway. That is so
0: exciting because it goes to Metro Center, which is where I grew up. And of course, I want to be one of the first people on the
1: train going over the freeway. Well, obviously, we care a lot about this stuff, and we probably could sit here sharing fun facts with each other all day. But some of our listeners might be wondering why we're doing this. Because we're recording Valley Metro's first official podcast.
0: We're talking all things transit, sharing stories, going places, exploring our cities, and getting to know the communities that rely on transit every day. That sounds amazing.
1: And I know you, but I don't think anyone who's listening knows you, no offense. (laughs) So should we tell them our names? I thought you'd never ask. Have
0: you ever wondered what goes on behind the scenes of your daily commute? Or how transportation impacts the community you call home? Maybe you want to explore outside your community and don't know where to start. Well, you're in luck because this is where you hop on. I'm Brittany Hoffman. And I'm Madeline Phipps. We work in communications for Valley Metro, and together we'll discover all the ways that public transit enhances lives across the cities we serve. And we might even make some new friends along the way. Welcome to Storylines. So, Maddie, we're excited for this first episode of the Valley Metro Podcast Storylines. And Valley Metro's never had a podcast before. Growing up in the Valley as a Phoenix native, it's exciting to see
1: this transportation system
0: grow just
1: as I have. It's amazing to see how much our city has grown and how the transit system is going to continue to grow to keep up with it and improve life for all of us here in the Valley.
0: Before we jump into everything transit, we should probably
1: tell people why we're here and what we do. Okay, Valley Metro is the regional public transportation agency for all of Maricopa County, which is a huge area. And that means that we develop and operate public transportation, which includes regional, bus, light rail, and paratransit service for the greater Phoenix area. And fun fact, we're actually overseen by two boards of directors, One of which, the RPTA board has 19 member cities and the rail board, which has four member cities, which kind of makes sense because we all know Maricopa County is this huge place and Phoenix actually means like 20 different cities, which are all represented on our rail board. Those members represent their respective area in Maricopa
0: County. Maddie. Maricopa County is so big, so it's important that we have voices from every sector to tell us, you know, what their city needs for transportation. And at the end of the day, the most important thing is Valley Metro connects communities and enhances
1: lives. That we do. And did you know we actually connect community-enhanced lives over a 9,000 square mile service area? Well, Maddie, that's
0: why we have to operate 61 local bus routes, a rural route, and 18 circulators. What's a circulator? A circulator is just a shorter trip, Maddie. They typically run through one city, but connects you to specific local area things
1: like grocery stores, senior centers, activity centers, and different locations. Okay, that's great that we operate and maintain all this service, but we also have to think about the future and innovation. And something else that we're responsible for is planning and conducting studies to think about how we're going to be able to provide transit and transportation for our population in the future, depending on where people live now and where we think they're going to be living later on.
0: Well, Maddie, we know that Maricopa County is one of the fastest growing counties in the nation. So obviously, we have to keep expanding and planning for the future.
1: Well, right. I mean, and it's hard to tell the story of Valley Metro without talking about the impact of transit in the region and how transit has shaped the region and the region has shaped transit.
0: Maddie, it's been so exciting to see our transit system grow throughout my lifetime. And obviously, as we have many different lines going through many different cities, there's so many stories
1: to tell. That's a great point. And it brings us back to the name of our podcast, Storylines. Before we get too far down the road of talking about the minutiae of governing bodies in the Regional Transportation Authority, which I'm sure you're all totally listening for. Every time we extend our service out further, we are helping to make a new part of the community accessible. And that also means our community is expanding and Valley Metro is becoming a part of that community. So it's really important to us that we bring stories about those communities to you, and that we get to take you on a journey with us to all the places you can go using Valley Metro. The destination is really important, but the journey is just as important, and we want to bring that part of the trip to you. From community leaders to governing leaders, and definitely you, the rider,
0: those are the stories we want to tell on Storylines. And of course, other stories we want to tell about the
1: impact that transit makes. So let's start there. It's really hard to talk about transit and development as two separate things. At least we see how they're really impacting one another in this kind of fluid relationship. Like Fun fact, did you know that since the light rail began construction, there have been $14 billion of public and private investment along the corridor a half a mile on either side of the line? I did, Maddie, because
0: I worked on our quality of life report, our 10 year snapshot of light rail. So they got to see everything that light rail was doing to impact economic development and our communities in general. But did you also know that for every dollar communities invest in public transportation,
1: approximately $4 is generated in economic returns? Okay, wait, before we start going down another tailspin of facts, I thought we were going to take the listeners on a journey somewhere. Well, we are. At our first stop, we're going to head out to Mesa.
0: Uh Ooh, downtown Mesa? One stop past downtown. Mesa drive and Main Street. This was the first end of line for the 20 mile light rail extension that opened. So to get light rail into Mesa was a huge get so that they could revitalize that downtown and just outside to start that economic boom.
1: Light rail extending into Mesa has been a total catalyst for Mesa's new economy, lots of new development, and really a new feel to the whole city. But you don't need to hear it from me. Let's take it from our CEO, Scott Smith himself, the former mayor of Mesa.
2: The best part of being a mayor of Mesa, uh, how is there only one right answer? Because there's so many great parts, but being part of putting the light rail through downtown Mesa was amazing. But you have to remember that we were planning the Central Mesa Extension. We are also building a new facility for the Cubs and bringing colleges to downtown. And all of those sort of revolved around just a, a rebirth of that part of town that was combined into making something pretty exciting. And it's it's carried over. Uh, and that that's the fun part is after the fact to go and see how something like light rail extending through downtown has changed downtown and how it change isn't over. It's actually just begun. We're seeing some exciting things. ASU downtown is under construction. You have new housing units. You have some pretty exciting development going on. Almost $500 million in new development that has happened only since Light Rail came through. And that's probably the most satisfying, if not exciting thing from my days as mayor.
1: And Mesa Drive and Main Street obviously isn't the only light rail station where there's activity happening in the city of Mesa. There are so many cool things. Center and Main Street, right by the Mesa Arts Center, the Arizona Museum of Natural History. There's also Sycamore and Main Street, which is closest to the cool new Asian district that Mesa just kind of rebranded and opened last year. So there are all kinds of interesting places to explore to get a really great view of arts and culture throughout the valley. And of course,
0: our light rail line extends all the way to Gilbert Road and Main Street in Mesa, which has plenty of bus connections to hop on and keep exploring everything there is to do in Mesa. Okay, so Mesa is great, but there's a lot of other places to travel in the valley. So, where are you taking us to next? Well, I'm going to take you to Phoenix, but we're hopping on a plane. <laughs> My favorite thing about taking a plane is falling asleep. I love it, it's the best sleep of my life. I've been called a perfect plane passenger more than once. Okay. (laughs) That's actually a true story.
1: Well, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are very envious of you, given that whole turbulence thing, so I think we should stick to modes of transportation that are actually on the ground from now on.
0: We've just landed at Sky Harbor. Now we can take the Phoenix Sky train and hop on down to 44th Street in Washington light rail station.
1: Yeah, a lot of people don't realize, but you can actually take the light rail pretty much to the airport. Hop on, get off at 44th Street in Washington, get on the Phoenix Sky train, which is actually a people mover, but that's a story for a different day. And then that drops you off directly at the airport. So could have we just taken the light rail here? Yeah, but flying on a plane was way more fun and we wanted to prove a point. So we're Phoenix natives, but why are we here today at the Phoenix airport? Because tourists, they are the ones that come in. We have tons
0: of events that come here all the time, including sporting events like spring training. We have the Final Four, the Super Bowl. So obviously I would come to Phoenix anyway if I didn't live here. So why don't we head to a baseball game? Of course we can go to a baseball game, but we can also check out concerts too, because we have lots of concert venues throughout our entire transit system that you can get to. I remember when the light rail was just being constructed downtown and we would go downtown for Rattlers games and my dad was so confused driving around. I remember trying to play backseat driver, like go here, go there. Obviously I'm like 10, I don't know where to go. But it's been so exciting now that I work downtown to see how downtown has grown and the light rail impact and just seeing the new construction that's going up for all things South Central and how it's gonna to continue to expand and keep our region growing.
1: Well, I remember when the light rail just opened, I was in high school and we actually took a field trip on the light rail, cause my teacher wanted us to get exposure to college. So we took the light rail to ASU and spent the day there. And I remember just feeling so grown up and cool that we got to ride on the public transit system and it was brand new. And now it's amazing to see that other people are going to have a similar experience because we have these brand new extensions opening up all across the city.
0: Maddie, you said that you went all the way to ASU, but can we stop by the Footprint Center? I want to stop by the team shop and get some gear because obviously they were so great this past season and I'm ready for them to come back
1: absolutely i love the
0: valley boys valley boys on valley metro it's what i want to see maddie i know that the light rail doesn't go right next to your high school did you
1: guys have to take a bus to get to the light rail no (laughs) well we actually met at the parking ride at 19th avenue and montebello so we which also is a transit center so you could take the bus there but yeah we all met there and then we hopped on the light rail and took it over to tempe and we're on the asu campus maddie you guys
0: also mentioned that you went to a park and ride before you went to asu so that makes me think we have our next stop to go to okay where are we headed we're headed to 19th avenue and
1: camelback Okay, well, we're here, but this is an empty parking lot, so I'm not sure I get
0: it. Well, twice a year, this place is lively with our World Bazaar. It's a family fun event where tons of people from different cultures and backgrounds come together to celebrate their culture. It's so diverse, you get a little taste of everything. And when I say taste, I mean food. They have food, they have dancing, they have music. It's such a fun event. And it really highlights local immigrants and refugee-owned businesses in the Valley. Hmm, I've actually never been to the World Bazaar, so tell me more. It's amazing, Maddie. You can pick up little trinkets. They have different totes. Everything is cultural based. So it's exciting to see different things from different countries. So you're looking at, you know, Mexican culture where they have different foods you can taste. They have Kenyans there with different totes and weavings that they've done. It's amazing to see all these people come together and just in this one collective space, share their cultural identities. And enhance everything that is transit because that's really what we do is we connect communities and to have all these people together in one space is just a beautiful sight to see
1: and it's so colorful you know me I love the color and the glitter wow that's really an amazing testament to the city of Phoenix too I mean that really makes me think of us as this global city where there's so many different people coming together we're becoming this really amazing melting pot of people from different cultures and nationalities and it's so wonderful that transit is serving as a hub to bring all these different people together and encourage us to seek out people who have experiences that are different from ours okay so now that I'm full of delicious food and I'm carrying heavy bags full of amazing new clothing and decorations for my house where are we going next Well, Maddie, we're going to head down to Mill Avenue, which I have plenty of experiences from college, but that's not what we're going to talk about. Okay, so we made it to Mill Avenue, but why are we walking? I thought this whole thing was about riding transit, and it's hot, and I don't want to be walking.
0: Maddie, that's because the streetcar is going to be coming online. And of anybody, you should know that. You talk all things streetcar all
1: the time. You're right. I do. But the streetcar is not here yet because it's going to open at the end of 2021. So for now, we're using our imagination because we're in the podcast and anything can exist here. So I guess a podcast is kind of like a time machine so we can travel back in time, look at all these amazing events that have happened or think about the future and what's going to happen next. And also... We're not just gonna hop around between these things so quickly. We definitely wanna spend more time taking a deep dive, like talking to the event organizers of the World Bazaar or other events
0: just like it. And speaking of the future, Maddie, where is the Tempe Streetcar gonna take me exactly? Cause we
1: already have orbits and the light rail in Tempe. Great question. And for people who don't know, the Tempe Streetcar has about a three-mile route. There are 14 stops, and it connects the light rail in two different places. So you can kind of think of it more as a circulator almost. Once you take those regional bus or regional light rail trips and get into the city of Tempe, the streetcar can connect you to different businesses, locations, event venues within the city. So if you're heading to an ASU football game, You can take the light rail, then hop on the streetcar, takes you to the stadium, or maybe you want to check out a restaurant or some shopping on Mill Ave. Streetcar will take you down Mill Avenue and you can explore all the awesome places that exist there.
0: Maddie, is streetcar going to go in front of Gamage? Because I know parking at Gamage
1: can be so difficult. Yes, it will. It's actually going around that famous Scammage curve. So it's going to transverse that area right in front of the theater and it'll make it really accessible for those of us who don't live in Tempe but want to come enjoy a show. Okay, so obviously Tempe Streetcar is one of our newest projects. It's the next thing that's going to open, so it's really exciting. But why else did you bring me here? Maddie,
0: because we're circling it all the way back. Transit and development and economics go hand in hand. And so just to see how much development has happened in Tempe because
1: of Streetcar. And vice versa. We need Streetcar because so much development has happened in Tempe. We have a whole new development, Marina Heights, which has thousands of employees working from that location. We also, of course, have the like regional sporting events at asu we have arts and culture events so there's a lot of need for an additional mode of transportation within the city of tempe because of all these new things that have sprung up in the city and it's not new but asu brings so
0: many students every year to the city of tempe they got to get around somehow and like you said not everybody wants to walk so hop on transit it's a lot easier
1: well if we are riding the streetcar right now in our imaginations. (laughs) Let's get off at Tempe Beach Park because we can enjoy a sunset over the beautiful Tempe Town Lake. And Maddie, we haven't done one mode of transportation. Let's get on a boat.
0: Oh my gosh, you're right. Maddie, that was quite an adventure, but obviously every ride isn't going to have that many stops. We're going to do a deep dive and we're going to check out different places across the valley, different events, different organizations, places, and people, and of course, the riders. That's the most important thing, is getting those stories and really connecting with our communities.
1: And of course, we're not gonna travel somewhere every episode. It's always important to make sure we bring you the latest news, updates, what's happening, new developments with Valley Metro and transportation in our region, and even answering your questions. And stick with us because you'll get sneak peeks
0: of new events and news happening. And obviously we have the latest and greatest
1: with all things transit. But most importantly, this podcast is for and about you, our listeners and our writers. So if you have an idea of a great story you want us to tell, send it to podcast at valleymetro.org. Thanks so much for joining
0: us for the first episode of Storylines. We hope you had as much fun as we did. For Valley Metro, I'm Madeline. I'm Brittany. Thanks for riding with us, we'll meet you at the next stop. Uh